Hi, everybody. Welcome to our virtual fireside chat with Robinson Smith, financial strategist and best-selling author. Today, we're going to chat with Robinson about his background, how the Smith Maneuver came to be, what is the Smith Maneuver, and how Canadians can take advantage of it. But before we get started, as always, a quick disclaimer. The information provided in this webinar and accompanying material is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered financial or professional advice. You should consult with a professional to determine what may be best for your individual needs. My name is Steve Jagger. I'm one of the co-founders of Addy. If you're not familiar with Addy, we are a startup on a mission to make every human a homeowner by enabling real estate investing for as little as $1. You can check us out at addyinvest.com. Our next opportunity is a Calgary commercial property that's available now uh, for British Columbia, Alberta, and Ontario residents who can invest into that specific property for as little as a dollar. All right, let's jump into it. All right, thanks, Rob. Thanks for joining us. Uh, just maybe could we jump right into it? And if you could tell us a little bit about what the Smith Maneuver actually is. Yeah, sure, Steve. Uh, firstly, pleasure to be here. Uh, thanks for the invite. Appreciate it. Uh, the Smith Maneuver is a, a strategy for Canadian homeowners uh, to get ahead. You know, it's, it's not easy out there. Uh, but essentially, what the Smith Maneuver strategy allows is uh, debt conversion of your principal residence mortgage. When we get a mortgage in Canada to buy our principal residence, the interest on that is not tax deductible. And for those re reasons, even at very low rates that we're experiencing these days, uh, mortgages are expensive. They take a really big cut out of our paycheck. So the Americans are able to deduct a good portion of their principal residence mortgage, whereas we Canadians cannot. Now, that being said, we enjoy a capital gains exemption when we, we sell our principal residence, whereas the Americans don't. But the Smith Maneuver is a way to level the playing field uh, and actually be better off than our American cousins because not only will be, we be able to uh, create tax deductions from our mortgage, but we will still retain the capital gains exemption, exemption when we sell. So it's a way for Canadians to reduce their tax bill uh, to eliminate their expensive non-tax deductible mortgage much quicker than otherwise possible and also to start saving significant sums on a monthly basis uh, whereas prior to implementing the strategy these funds simply did not exist so we get a number of uh, significant benefits right off the bat they they occur simultaneously they start now and none of this requires any additional cash from the homeowner it's simply a one-time restructuring of their personal finances and maybe not even that <clears throat> excuse me, they may be already be set up for the strategy and not know it. Um, but the, the benefits are significant uh, and uh, requires no new cash from, from the homeowner to implement the strategy. Cool, so maybe before we um, get to explain kind of the, exactly how that, how that works for someone, can you give us the, the history of the Smith Maneuver? Obviously you're, you're Rob Smith, so it's uh, got your namesake on it, but I, I know your dad invented it, but if you maybe tell the, the history of how, how he came up about, the, you know, sure. about this idea and how you got into it. Yeah, uh, my dad Fraser, back in the early 80s, uh, he co-founded a, a, a group called Granville West Group in Vancouver, and he was uh, one of the co-founders, obviously. He was the investment advisor, and there was a tax guy there, there was an insurance guy, estate planning, etc. And he was interested in the fact, as I alluded to earlier, that the Americans could deduct the interest on their mortgage, whereas we Canadians couldn't. So um, he read the Tax Act, which he said was probably the funnest part of his life. Yeah, some nighttime um, reading. <laughs> yeah, uh, but basically he, he read the Tax Act, put a bunch of things together and discovered uh, 
a way to, to take advantage of the principle that in Canada, if we borrow to consume, so if we borrow to buy cars, go on vacation, groceries, gas, we cannot deduct the interest on that borrowing. And that applies to uh, principal residences too. Uh, but if we borrow with a reasonable expectation of generating income, we can deduct the interest. So if we borrow to invest in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, index funds, real estate, uh, your business, somebody else's business, any number of things, we can deduct the interest uh, on that borrowing. So he collaborated, uh, well, he approached firstly a number of big banks and all the middle managers that he got in front of said, what you're proposing here is irregular. We don't do that. We're a bank, right? So he realized he needed to go to the top of some sort of financial institution. So he called uh, Larry Bell, who was the head of Van City at the time. Uh, and Larry invited him in for a meeting right off the bat, as soon as dad told him there was a way that he was going to win business from the banks. And so he explained to Larry what his strategy was, what it involved, what it required, uh, why it would work, why it did work, why, uh, how it worked, all that sort of fun stuff. Uh, and as I say in my, in my book, you know, Larry pushed his chair back and said, why isn't every Canadian homeowner doing that, right? And so a friendship was born and, and essentially Van City uh, allowed uh, my dad's clients, the homeowner, to reaccess the equity that they would pay down with the regular mortgage payment or any prepayments in, able, <clears throat> in order to be able to get that invested. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, so they worked together for a number of years. Uh, Fraser retired from advising in uh, 2000 so he could write his book. Uh, in, that came out in 2002. He came back into advising in 2005. I joined him in 2006. Uh, prior to that, I was living in China, working in China. Uh, but I came back because uh, my dad said my mom missed me. So it was time to return. <laughs> uh, and so here in Victoria, we each had our own practices. We put uh, our clients into the Smith Maneuver. We had uh, well over 500 families. We had a mortgage broker who had a desk in our offices. He was doing eight to 10 deals a month, which is significant. Uh, local accountant, local conveyancer. So we had a lot of financial professionals who we were able to, uh, all of us surround our clients and the clients took a great deal of comfort in that because they understood that their professionals of various industries under, knew each other and were able to speak the same language and were very well taken care of. So uh, Fraser passed away in 2011 and I took on his clients at that time and I kept on going until the middle of 2018 when I sold my advisory. I wanted to get word out to this uh, to Canada from coast to coast, all these homeowners, that the strategy existed. And I couldn't do that as, as an investment advisor. So uh, I sold my business, wrote my own book on the strategy, Master Your Mortgage for Financial Freedom. And that came out uh, November of last year, so just over a year ago. Uh, hit number one in 22 categories on Amazon on launch day. And I promise, Steve, that's the only time you'll ever hear me brag. Um, <laughs> But one of the main things, apart from getting word out and doing a lot of podcast interviews and seminars and speaking engagements, uh, and also the, uh, the book, one of the things I'm doing is setting up a, a Canada-wide network of Smith Mover certified professionals. So realtors, investment advisors, uh, mortgage brokers, conveyancers, insurance agents, and accountants, all these financial professionals that a Canadian should surround themselves with anyways, whether they're doing the strategy or not, in order to have professionals that Canadians can go and actually uh, help guide them in implementation of the strategy. Because we've heard many times over the years about financial professionals doing it wrong for their clients, not fully understanding it, um, whatever the case may be. So 
so that's the history and that's the lead up to today. Cool. And so the, it sounds like, is it fair to say that before your dad's book, he was helping Canadians do the Smith maneuver and the only real way to do it was kind of through him. Is that, yeah, yeah. Like it was like his, his little secret of like, this is my neat little thing with Van City that we can, we can offer. And then when he wrote the book is kind of when he sort of let the cat out of the bag, as they say, and people could try and figure it out and sort of he could share the knowledge. Is that, that's is that exactly it. You know, he, he put his private clients into it for 15 years until he wrote the book in, in, in 02. And he, and he kept it quiet. That was his business. That was yeah. you know, his, his niche. But when the book came out, he, he went across Canada and he spoke to um, investment advisors, mortgage brokers, accountants, et cetera, and their clients and got word out as much as he could about the strategy because he wanted, his mission was to give every Canadian homeowner the opportunity to say yes to the question, do you want to make your mortgage tax deductible? And by having as many financial professionals uh, implementing it in their areas across Canada, he was accomplishing his goal. What we have found since then is, as I mentioned earlier, that a lot of financial professionals don't fully understand it. They think they do. And when a homeowner goes to this financial professional, whatever they are, wherever they are, the homeowner is certainly not going to know whether the professional, they're going to trust the professional. So yeah. it's important for me to, to uh, have this network of people who have professionals who have gone through the program uh, so that we can sort of restart the, the process of having all these professionals across Canada getting the word out, not just me on podcasts, um, not just me doing interviews and seminars, but a whole bunch of people who are well-trained, who can get the word out and who can help their clients implement. So to, could you break it down for just in a, like a basic example using round numbers? If, like someone who's got a maybe a million dollar home, it's not the, the best Canadian example for across the country, but in Vancouver, it yeah. seems reasonable. But for round numbers, if someone owns a million dollar property, how, how are they supposed to, or what are they supposed to do to, to make this happen besides it sounds like not a traditional mortgage. What, what are the, yeah. what are the kind of the high level steps? Yeah. The, the, the basic plain Jane Smith maneuver scenario is uh, it, as long as you have 20% uh, equity, you can get into the right type of mortgage. It's called a readvanceable mortgage. So some Canadians will have one already, maybe not necessarily know they do, but the vast majority are going to have a traditional mortgage. And all that is, is you make that monthly payment and that balance goes down a little bit each and every month for 25 years. With a readvanceable mortgage, uh, what happens is there's at least two components to this, this mortgage. There's the traditional, let's call it an $800,000 mortgage balance that's non-deductible, at least 20% equity on a million dollar house. But there's also with this line of credit, which is attached to that. It's, so it's linked to that. It speaks, they, they speak to each other, these two different sides. And so when I make a mortgage payment, let's call it $3,000. If $1,000 of that reduces that principal, I now owe $799,000 to the bank. But the bank who gave me this readvanceable mortgage, the lender said, we'll always allow you to owe us $800,000 and we don't care what you do with it. So when I pay that down to 799, the line of credit limit, which started at zero in this case, will increase to $1,000. So I can pull that $1,000 out. And what the majority of Canadians are doing is you know, maybe their banker didn't fully educate them on this type of mortgage and, and the best use, all that stuff. So they see, they see the limit on this line of credit increase a thousand bucks or more on a monthly basis. Great. I can go make a BMW payment with that. 
I can go on vacation and I can go fancy dinners. I can spend, spend, spend. So all they're doing in this case is they're re replacing non-deductible debt that's going down that they got to buy the house with non-deductible debt that is increasing at the same rate. So they're still maintaining the full $800,000 of non-deductible debt. And what they're doing with that reborrowing is they're purchasing depreciating assets. You know, if I borrow to buy that car, make a car payment, that car devalues as soon as I drive it off the lot and it continues to do so. I go on vacation, it's done. Meanwhile, yeah. I'm still stuck with this debt, which is fully non-deductible. It's very expensive. So this is, this is wealth destruction, right? But with the Smith Maneuver, <clears throat> when I reborrow that $1,000 a month, uh, recall, if I borrow with a reasonable expectation of generating income, I can deduct the interest on that borrowing. So I pull that $1,000 out and I invest it into any one of those things that I mentioned earlier, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, real estate, whatever the case may be, but I invest it. Month one, month two, month three, month four, I'm getting invested. So I'm replacing non-deductible debt with fully tax deductible debt. And what that does is that reduces my tax bill. So I get a tax refund at the end of the year that otherwise I would not have received if I weren't implementing the strategy. So this is new money from the government. Government at tax time realizes they took too, mu too much money every two weeks off my paycheck. They send me money back. What do I do with this refund? I take this refund, I make a prepayment against my mortgage. So I'm paying down a big lump sum against that. And again, I can borrow that back because whatever this goes down, I can reborrow to invest. So I get that amount invested as well. So I'm reducing my tax bill I'm taking advantage of the tax savings to prepay my mortgage, meaning I'm out of it faster. And I'm also saving significant sums, $800,000, $900,000, $1,200, dollars a month that otherwise I didn't have. And none of this has come out of my pocket. So that is it in a nutshell. And because we're taking a compound growth with this monthly investment, we are ending up with the end of the amortization, the original amortization period, of a nice hefty investment portfolio, which otherwise would be valued at zero. And instead of taking 25 years to get out of this mortgage, maybe it's taking me 23, 22. Or maybe if I've got some of the accelerators available to me, I've got an investment portfolio net worth improvement of a million dollars or more. This is not uncommon. And I can get rid of this non-deductible mortgage debt instead of 25 years, less than 10. Cool. And so the, um, how do you track that? Is there, is there rules around if you take that thousand dollars out and you're going to invest it into your normal tool that you buy stocks with or whatever, do you have to track those investments that it came from that money or it's not about that? Like how do, well, you, do you have to connect I, the dots between where the money went? Yeah, you do need, you do need to be uh, cognizant that you need to be recording where this borrowed money is going. You do. Um, yeah. The CRA, if they ever asked, uh, you know, you're, you're claiming these tax deductions, they say, explain this. Well, if you can't show a direct line of transfer from that line of credit into your investment account, bank account, and from there getting it invested into a qualifying investment, if you've muddied that up, if you've used that monthly borrowing for something else other than investing or servicing deductible interest, then the CRA can say, well, you can't prove that every dollar on the line of credit balance has gone for deductible purposes. So you know what, we're just not going to allow any tax deductions. So again, this is why it's extremely important to use Smith Mover certified professionals, whether it's an investment advisor or an accountant on this tracking side of things. Yeah. But it's not difficult to do. It's very simple. As long as you follow the process that gets laid out for you and keep your statements, if the CRA ever did ask, your accountant has to send in one, two pieces of paper. CRA says, thanks a lot. Have a good life.
Yeah, and so that, I guess that's the idea is that you've got your certified professional helping you implement this thing. You're following the, the book or the roadmap as to how you track it. Um, so you can effectively do this. You bring up the, the CRA, obviously you wouldn't be doing this and talking about it publicly if the CRA had a problem with it, but have they, have they given it kind of their stamp of approval or how, how do you, how, do, how would people well, know that this is uh, totally good to go? Obviously you've yeah. been doing it for years, but I'm sure there's something that you guys have done. Yeah, well, the CRA is never gonna officially give you a stamp of approval. Um, they, they simply won't bother you. If, if there's not a problem. Now, way back in the day when, when my dad first developed this, uh, there were two, two well-dressed men showed up at his office and uh, told his receptionist, yes, we're agents from the CRA and we'd like to speak with Fraser Smith about the Smith maneuver that he's talking about. So Fraser says, yeah, Luann, send them in, right? So in they go, dad seats them, gets them a cup of coffee and puts pen to paper and explains what the strategy is. And and halfway through it, one of the agents leans forward and says, would this work on a $70,000 mortgage? <laughs> so, you know, you know, they, they left satisfied. Fraser never heard from them again, which again is the biggest endorsement you're going to get from the CRA. But, but it's been in continuous operation since the mid eighties. Um, you know, there are, when I was an investment advisor, I personally implemented the strategy for agents, uh, for employees of the CRA. Uh, lawyers, accountants, police officers, uh, you name it. There's people of all walks of life implementing the strategy. And, you know, we, we Canadians have the legal right to structure our personal finances to our best tax advantage. It's actually written. And that's what we're doing here. You know, for over 100 years, we've been able to deduct interest on money that we borrowed to invest. And while you know, up until recently, it's been the wealthy or, or business that has been able to benefit from this principle. Your typical Canadian wasn't really able to benefit from this. Now they are. So the fundamental rule that we're following here is we're borrowing to invest with the reasonable expectation of generating income, just like the wealthy have always done, just like corporations have always done. Now it's your typical Canadian, your, your cop, your school teacher, uh, your middle manager, uh, city worker, you name it. Yeah, you're making it accessible um, to everyone, I guess, to be able to invest like this and get the benefits of investing. It's very, it's what we were talking earlier. It's very much what we're working on at Addy of trying to enable everyone to be able to invest in real estate. Generally, if you if you can't get through the stress tests and to even to even make a purchase to get, you know, especially in cities like Vancouver or Toronto or in most cities in Canada where the pricing is already through the roof. Um, those people are all locked out of the real estate market. So you'd have to be already kind of step into the market to be able to do the Smith maneuver. Um, and we're doing, yeah, like we're, we're, our goal is to enable everyone to be able to participate in real estate and eliminate those barriers to entry and let people invest like the rich. This, this Calgary uh, property that we have on the platform right now, I think it's a great example, the minimum investment size for investors to get in um, without Addy being involved was a $500,000 check. So like right there, it just eliminates the vast majority of, of investors that that's just too large of a, of a slice to, to make. And so what we do with opportunities like that is take it, you know, break it down into $1 slices so that people can invest um, alongside of, of people with, you know, accredited investors or high net worth, net worth individuals. So it's, uh, it's a neat thing. 
Yeah, and and that's you know besides the fact that I found you a really nice guy, Steve. That's that's why I really wanted to to have this discussion with you is because you know recently coming across Addy, it's 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 platforms like yours which which make real estate investing accessible to your typical Canadian. You know when you're when you've got millions of dollars to invest, your universe of investment opportunities with with high returns is is huge. Yeah. There's so much available to you, but the less money you have to invest, the smaller that universe of, of uh, investments that you can afford reduces significantly. And so real estate traditionally has been just out of, out of possibility for the vast majority of Canadians. So platforms like yours, which, you know, crowdfunding, crowdsourcing, or other types of platforms, which, which break things down, for a minimum of a hundred bucks, thousand bucks. Uh, now you're investing like the wealthy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the that's the idea is to sort of level the playing field, yeah. <laughs> which I think what we're doing and what you're doing is um, is enabling. So I've got one, maybe one more question, maybe two. But we talked about the the risks from a CRA point of view, which sounds like it's, it's buttoned up from their point of view. Are there any other risks to this? Um, mm -hmm. I guess maybe taking that money and making a, a poor investment decision. And then yeah. you're, I, mean, I guess that would be a risk. Yeah. What we're doing here is we're, we're getting invested. We're, we're, particip we're participating in the markets, which is the way you increase your wealth, but that doesn't come without risk. And I think everybody knows this. Now, if, if you are someone who, who is, really cannot tolerate the markets, the ups and downs, the natural swings, the natural crashes, the natural, you know, zoom back up like we've seen. I mean, it's the way markets work. They're always doing this on the average, but they're, <laughs> they're doing this on the way. So if you can't tolerate that, I mean, this is emotional. This is emotional risk. Um, this might not be for you because you need to, you need to get invested. Uh, mind you, it's not just in the markets, but whatever you're investing in, there's, there's market risk. Um, there's, there's rate risk. You know, you already took on rate risk when you decided to go get a mortgage. Yeah. Now that, that can be mitigated by getting a, a, a fixed rate mortgage to some degree, but now with this, this accompanying line of credit, there's, there's a rate attached to that. And so there's, there's rate risk. Mind you, when my father developed this, that was back in the mid eighties and the interest rates were 12, 13, 14%. And it wouldn't still be here today if, if it didn't work back then. It just wouldn't have gone. Right. Off the so, so yes, there's market risk, there's interest rate risk, but the very, very long-term nature of this investment strategy hugely flattens out those, those risk curves. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a number of different, different risks. Uh, and like you said, investment risk, what am I investing in? I mean, I've seen people, when I was an advisor, I, I would meet people, and I would explain the strategy and they would say, okay, thanks for the education. I'll see you later. I'm going to do this on my own. And they'd come back a year and a half, two years later. Oh, nice to see you again. What happened? Blew myself up. Invested yeah. in my cousin's internet startup or whatever. So we're not going to Vegas with this monthly investment amount. <laughs> this is for your family's future security. So invest in what you're comfortable. Get expert uh, advice from a Smith Maneuver certified professional uh, and stick to it the long term. But I think you know, complacency risk is another one. Um, a lot of people don't like looking at their finances. It scares them uh, or it's boring or whatever. And so they don't do anything. 
And these are the Canadians that, you know, come 15, 20, 25 years from now, when they're at retirement age, uh, they may have a clear title house, but now they're living off a of fixed income. Maybe they have to sign up for reverse mortgage where they're selling the house back to the bank. Maybe they have to work at a big box store. You know, you take a look around in Walmart or McDonald's, there's a lot of senior citizens working there because they have to be, not because they want to be. And this is an example of someone who simply never took action. They, they, didn't, they didn't want to or they couldn't be bothered. And now later on in life, they're in a position which is not hugely comfortable. But if you take yeah. action, whether it's this strategy or not, if you take action, if you invest as much as you can, as often as you can, wisely, with guidance, uh, you're going to be much better off than, than if you're complacent and simply don't do anything. Totally. I think uh, yeah, having a financial planner or advisor, someone that you can rely on to give you good advice is a, is a very good strategy. Um, another neat thing, like I think that we're finding with what we're doing with Addy is we've got lots of people that are making very small dollar amount investments. And I've been talking to a whole bunch of them. Um, and there's, there's a whole community of people out there that are making these small investments into these real estate products that we're putting onto our platform. And they're strictly doing it from a, I want to learn point of view of just, I want to understand how a property functions, how renters pay rent, how the building maintenance gets dealt with, how distribution works. And I'm going to put my $20 or $50 or whatever it is into this property and, and treat it like a, like a, you know, a, a way to learn about the real estate, um, industry. And I think it's uh, very valuable for people to be, to do, to, to have access to do that where you're not, you're not making a, you know, taking out a massive mortgage on the wrong, on the wrong property and finding out that was a really bad decision and you're, you know, you're stuck. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a neat way to, to be able to educate. Cause I do, you know, I find definitely in my, in my day-to-day life, people, yeah, there's, there's lots of people out there that just don't like to talk about finances, would rather ignore it. Um, and it's not, it's not helpful. It's best to take the plunge and deal with that, that uncomfortable topic of taxes and financial planning and all the wills, all that kind of stuff to all be able to make sure that it, you are prepared. No, you're absolutely right. And it, it's, it's liberating out of the hundreds of clients I used to have, I, I, I saw a number of them say, okay, fine, let's, let's dive into this, right? Scary, not looking forward to it, but they dive into it uh, head first all in and they 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 swim through the muck and they get to the bottom the the base of where they're at why they're at where they're at and now we know where we can go from there now we know how to how to get out of it i mean the only the only way to the to the light is through the heart of darkness right you got to get in you got to look at all the nasty stuff and then you get some clarity with the help of, of your advisors and you start to make a change and it's, it's liberating. So, you know, for anyone out there who, who is hesitating at looking at their personal finances, do it. Don't be concerned about being judged. Uh, don't be concerned about finding out you're in a place you're never going to get out of. Do it, figure out with, with help uh, what the next step is and then take the next step and the next step. Totally. So maybe that's a good place to, to wrap it up. If, if people wanted to, uh, contact you, learn more about the Smith Maneuver, track down your book. What What is the best way to go about doing that? Yeah, um, my website is smithman.net, short for Smith Maneuver. Um, no one can spell maneuver. I even get it wrong every once in a while. <laughs> um, I did as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so on the website, there's a 
you can find my book, Master Your Mortgage for Financial Freedom. If you don't want to buy the book, go to the library and check it out, right? But start to educate yourself, start to learn. Um, this isn't just about how to make your mortgage tax deductible. There's a lot of good stuff in here about personal finances in general. Uh, I also have the Smithman calculator that's available on the website. You plug in your, your values, your, your income, your mortgage information, and, and it'll show you the projected net benefit, how quickly you can get out of your mortgage, et cetera. Cool. Um, I've also got a Smith Maneuver homeowner course, uh, which goes into more depth than the book does. But again, if you don't want to buy the book, check it out, uh, ask a friend. Uh, you can always contact me through the website if you want to be put in touch with the Smith Maneuver certified professional uh, who can help guide you through the strategy but that's the next step is to start learning uh, and on the media page there's a lot of um, podcast interviews i've done go through those great so smithman.net awesome well thank you very much rob thanks for doing this really appreciate you taking the time to educate us on the smith maneuver my pleasure steve